Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. We come to a new study here in our podcast, and we're going to go to one of my favorite, I mean, all-time favorite passages of Scripture, and it is John chapter 15. Uh, You know, sometimes people ask you, what's your favorite verse, maybe your life verse? Many times that changes maybe based on where you're reading, what's occurring in your life, how it relates to you. Uh, But there is one passage or area of Scripture I find myself coming back to so many times, and it's John chapter 13 through 17. Here may be the most intimate moment that you see shared with the disciples. Here is the night before Jesus is going to be crucified. It's like Jesus sits down with you and I and pulls up a chair and just begins to bear his heart. It is literally the last words of a man before he dies. You think about how important those words. If you said, somebody said, hey, you have 24 hours to live. What would be your last words to your best friend, to your kids, to your spouse, to, to whoever is most important to you? That's what we have here in John 13 through 17. But right in the center is chapter 15, and we're going to walk through maybe the next four or five episodes and just kind of go through this passage because there is so much here uh, that is rich, that is truth, but that applies to you and I on our daily life. And we're talking about taking our next step. And as we do that, really, it centered in, centers in on this first episode here, this abiding life, this idea of you and I abiding in Jesus Christ. If I was to ask you, how many of you want to do something purposeful with your life? You want to do something great. I imagine you would, if I could see you, right, you would raise your hand. Yeah, I want to have success. I want to do good at my job or my my grades or whatever it is. Like, I want to make an impact in this life. And I would say, whatever your goals are, whatever your dreams are, are great. And pursuing those are very important. But we must not confuse those goals with the goal of life. And that's what we're going to talk about here in this passage. Jesus starts out, he's talking to his disciples. And just imagine you're there on your couch at your kitchen table, maybe it's your recliner, maybe it's out uh, in your yard somewhere and you like to sit by a fire, you like to sit on the hammock, whatever it is, imagine you're there and Jesus walks up and pulls up a chair. And he says this, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman or the gardener. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye, speaking to you, ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. And this is where it gets rich. He says this to you and to me, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. What is he saying here? I love it. Well, Jesus is the true vine. It's interesting. He's not just a vine. He emphasized there, I'm the true vine. Remember John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the source of life. Jesus is a source of health. Jesus is a source of growth, and he's the source of fruit. God here is the caretaker, the gardener that wants to see the branches, which is you and I, to be super successful, to to achieve your goals, to achieve your dreams. And so as the branches, we are completely dependent upon the vine. 
and the gardener, but at the same time, you and I have a specific role to fulfill. As we think about abiding in Jesus Christ, well, the abiding life we're talking about here is a loyal life. I always wonder, what does this abide in me, abide in Jesus Christ mean? If you were to take your Bible, you would see this word mentioned numerous times, I think up to 13 times uh, in chapter 15, as he would go down and abide in me uh, and I in you. One, one of the best ways as I've thought about it, when we say abide, we mean to, uh, to live there. We mean it means to be in the same place all the time. So when we're speaking of Jesus and he says abide in me, it means to remain in the same place all the time. Remain with me all the time. Don't just visit with me on the weekends. Don't just vacation uh, when times get hard. I want you to remain with me daily moment by moment, abide in me. It means you're united together in heart, soul, mind, and will. And so abiding is this, it's being present with Jesus. It's being present with him, remaining with him, walking with him each and every day. But as I think about that abiding, it is being loyal to Jesus. You know, some people may ask, what is your top characteristic or a trait that must be there for friendship or with dealing with people. And for me, it is loyalty. That's my top value. Uh, some of that comes from my background. Some of you that uh, have been listening, you've heard my testimony, uh, but coming up through selling drugs and being part of that culture and that lifestyle uh, before I accepted Christ as my Savior, uh, loyalty was supreme. Your word was your bond. And when that was broken, you're marked, you're done, can't deal with you because a lot of that went into whether you're going to snitch, whether you're going to rat somebody out, whether there's going to be police issues, questioning, and all that kind of stuff. And so loyalty is the top value. When you think about being loyal to someone, you think about you're pledging complete allegiance to them or you're in full support of them. You're faithful to them. It even could be considered you're obedient to them. You never question their attentions. Somebody that's loyal shows up for the good and the bad times. If someone's loyal to you, you can mess up and, uh, you know, you can be you. You think about examples of loyalty. You think about the military, how loyal they are to each other, but then to you and I as a country. You think about athletes, how loyal they are to the team, and to the coach, there's a family unit there. And that's what Jesus is saying. Abide in me. Be loyal to me. Make me your family. And I would say loyalty is required to abide in Jesus. And loyalty is what it means to be a follower of Jesus. You know, how does this translate into our daily relationship with Jesus? It means we do spend time with him. Every day, it means we live close to him. It means what he wants, you and I won't. It means we're living a surrendered life, meaning we're going to surrender our will to his. We're going to do what is important to him, what he's called us to do. We're going to make his teachings the priority of our life. We're going to make taking our next step the pursuit of Jesus. I mean, that's our goal. We have sub-goals. To, to make good grades, to do good at work, to raise our kids, to be the best person that we can be, to reach others, to share the gospel, serve in our community, serve in our church. These are all great goals, but our most important goal, just as Jesus would say, is to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then next is to what? Love others as yourself. 
So we are going to abide by what? Loving Jesus, loving God with everything in us, putting him first. You see, why should we abide in Jesus? It's all about being loyal to the one who has been completely loyal to you. It is the absolute least that we can do. You want to hear Jesus' loyalty? Here's his, his, here is his loyalty statement. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That is his promise to you. That is loyalty through and through. So the abiding life is a loyal life. And then as we think about the abiding life, it's a productive life. All about this passage here is God wants you and I to produce fruit. Abiding in Jesus produces fruit in our life. You can think about it like this. Some of you have productivity apps to make you more efficient, to help you uh, be more productive in your work and in whatever you're doing, and you have apps to help you do that. Jesus, abiding in Jesus, is your productivity app. Because in our passage here, he says, look, I want you to produce fruit. But then the branches that are producing fruit, God wants to prune them that they may bring forth more fruit. And then he says in verse number five, he says, look, I want you to produce much fruit. The same bringeth forth much fruit. In verse 80, he emphasizes that again. Herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. That is the ultimate success. You want to glorify God? Produce much fruit. You say, how do I do that? Abiding in Jesus. That's the secret to living a successful life. What exactly is the fruit, though, that Jesus is speaking of here? Are we going to be growing apples on our arms? Are we going to be producing tangerines? No. We understand fruit. Yes, physical fruit uh, would be that. But we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Maybe you followed up too long ago. We went through all of those in our episodes. But it's you and I producing the love, the the joy, the peace, the long-suffering, the gentleness, the goodness. It's, It's reaching others with the gospel. It's growing in holiness and obedience. It's it's good works. It's service to others. It's praising God. It's answered prayer, love, and joy. We see that in verses 7, 9, 11. If you abide in me, watch this. Watch this promise. And my words abide in you. Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. As you abide in Jesus, you're going to know God's will, and God's will is going to line up with your will. And so when you pray, you're going to be praying in God's will, and he's promised to answer that. He's promised to give you a love. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue, in my, continue ye in my love. And I love this. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. You know, if you truly want to be successful in what matters, what truly matters, then abiding in Christ is where you want to be. We have defined success this way throughout our podcast. It's simply doing what you were created to do. Stop measuring success against other people and what they're doing. Measure your success simply against what God created you to do and what God has called you to do. Because when you're doing what God has called you to do, whether it's to attend school And to finish your four-year degree, whether it's to work at that vocation that God's called you to, whether it's to serve in this area of ministry, whether it's whatever it is, if you're doing that, then you are successful. And so the abiding life is a productive life, but that pruning, which hurts, is what produces the fruit in our life. He said he takes those branches that are bearing fruit, those Christians, those believers that are bearing fruit, almost wants to make us think like, I don't want to bear fruit then, because guess what? Pruning hurts. 
The word means to cleanse from filth or to purify. But I would say pruning is the most important part of the whole gardening process because you're taking a branch, you're taking a plant, whatever it is, and you're making cuts to help promote growth. But those cuts do what? They hurt. But those cuts strengthen the plant, the branch, the tree, whatever it is, but it also causes it to produce much more fruit. So this pruning strengthens our character. It strengthens our faith. It removes the unfruitful from our lives so that it will produce more fruit. You see, there are certain things in your life that are unfruitful, in my life that are unfruitful. How does God prune us? Well, he definitely uses his word to convict and cleanse us. He allows trials to come into our life, and we don't like those. But the Bible is very clear that we should look at those trials like they're precious gold. And I'm thinking, Peter, you're crazy, man. There's nothing about a trial, a a hard time coming into my life that I'm going to look at it as, hey, this is precious gold. But it is because it's evidence that God is working in your life. And it is also evidence that God is wanting to grow you. He is pruning you for the purpose of you producing more fruit, producing much fruit so that you can do what? That you can glorify him, as he tells us in verse number eight. But then lastly, and we mentioned this briefly, that the abiding life is a joyful life. You see, abiding in Christ is what claims the promises of God. It's conditional there. If you abide in me, that's conditional. If you do it, and my words abide in you, you shall do this. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. And so we have a promise of answered prayer, and then we have the promise of true joy. You see, the world is seeking and searching for joy, happiness, Uh, is an emotion. Joy is a state of mind, meaning happiness can't share with other emotions. You can't be happy and sad at the same time. You can't be happy and angry at the same time, but you can have joy and be angry. You can have joy and grieve. You can have joy and be sad because joy is the inward peace and contentment that is not affected by outward circumstances. Joy is a choice while happiness is based on circumstances. Joy is constant, while happiness is fickle or temporary. Joy can share with those other emotions, while happiness cannot. So are you abiding in Jesus Christ? Are you being loyal to him? Because that's what it kind of boils down to. Well, first, it begins with a relationship with him. Has there been a time in your life when you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? If you haven't, you can do that now. You call out to him and ask him to be your Lord and Savior. And when you do that, he gives you eternal life. And so if you've done that, it happens by spending time together, allowing his words to live in us. You know, it can't happen any other way. You can't remain or abide or dwell, be in the same place all the time without spending time there. There are no shortcuts to abiding in Christ, and it happens by being loyal. And what I mean by this is you're totally sold out to Jesus. You are all in. You've given everything. You're saying, Jesus, I know I'm not perfect, but I'm giving you my life. I'm all in for you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to take my next step by abiding in you. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.